Okay, good morning, everybody. Thank you guys for coming, getting out of bed on this cold Sunday morning. Y'all are awesome. I appreciate you guys. Awesome. I just want to thank you guys, too, for being so gracious to us, for, to David and I, while we are in this transition um, for this six months, which is, gosh, we've almost, almost done half of it already, um, while Ray and Carol are on their sabbatical, and you guys have just been so great. Everyone has stepped up and helped. People have done things without asking, areas that we didn't think about. People are like, oh, I did that. And, and you guys have just been amazing at um, really just helping us um, carry the load and, and just moving forward with things. And really appreciate you guys. I just wanted to, to tell you how much that means to us and, and that you're just, you make our, our jobs you know, so easy. We just enjoy it and enjoy you guys. So thank you so much. Um, I also, while I'm here, I just wanted to tell you guys about the app again. I know you, we've maybe have pounded, pounded this in too much, but um, how many of you guys have the new app with the logo on it? I see your hands. Everybody, Maria, do you have the app? <laughs> She's got the app. Okay. Um, the new app, the nice thing about this new one, which was we about two months now, maybe you've got the new one. We have push notifications on there. So if there's something going on, you can get that notification or we've done praise reports and prayer requests and stuff on those notifications. So that's really awesome if you guys have the app to look on that. Also, um, the calendar on the website and the app is updated. And I even put a couple extra things on the calendar too that aren't necessarily related to our church but are great things coming up. There's a um, Danny Silk Loving on Purpose conference in March, and I put that on there if you're interested. I put the website so you have the details if you want to look into that. Um, Megan said she might be going, so her. <laughs> and... Um, for the parenting one, yeah. But he's all of his stuff is really good. Um, so that's that's a great resource. And then also there's a conference, um, a Bethel Music Conference in May, um, which looks really neat. It's a little pricey, but um, if you're interested in that too, I put that on there. Uh, I know CJ was interested in that, going to that and stuff. So there's um, just wanted to make you guys aware of uh, uh, things that are available that you might be interested in if we want to get groups together. So I put that on the calendar too. Just wanted to let you know to use the app. So that's my little... Um, service announcement for those things. So, Okay. Um, I'll pray now and start and stop my, my stuff on the app. But thank you, God, Lord, for this opportunity to convey your heart to your people, Lord. And I just pray for, for your words to come out of my mouth and, and for your love to just fill this room, God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Okay. Well, what I'm going to talk on today is um, hearing from God. And um, it's something that um, I'm, not, I'm not the most qualified person to talk on this, but I'm going to speak on it anyway. So I'm sure there's more qualified people than me, but I'm, I'm still going to do it. Um, just going to um, ex- give you some experiences I've had lately and some things that are going on. I'm sure I'm speaking to a, a broad a, amount of people who maybe, maybe you don't feel like you've ever heard from God. Maybe you feel like it's been a while since you've really heard from God, or maybe he's speaking to you every day. So hopefully everyone will be able to um, glean something today. Um, this is definitely an area I'm growing in, which is awesome because, like, when are you going to, like, stop growing from hearing from God? Like, ah, I've heard enough. <laughs> Done that. No, I, I think this is an area we can all grow in, and I'm definitely, I feel like I've, you know, just kind of, 
started growing a little more, you know, maybe my, my leaves are coming out a little more or something. I don't know. I've got a little more, a little more going, which is awesome. But the more, the more he speaks to me and the more I, I, I get from him and the deeper I get into his word and the things that pop out to me, then I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so much more. Like I thought there was this much and now there's like this much available. And like every time there's more and more and more, which is so amazing that you can always grow in him, whatever level you're at. If you're just starting out and you're just getting into the word, you're just hearing from God. And then, then there's a little more and there's a little more. And then there's amazing men of God. Like, um, I don't know if you guys know of Sean Bowles. He's this prophet who can just like birthdays, anniversaries, give you dates, where you're going, where you've been, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh my goodness, he still has growing to do. He still needs that relationship with God. He's still there. So we all have somewhere we can go with this, which is great. So we can, we're all, we can all be on the the same page in that area. Um, so there's always more to experience in him. Um, I've, I've made a more intentional, objective in my, to have daily encounters with God, that it's not just, you know, when I feel like it, but you know, what, what are you going to do today, God? What, what is going to happen today? How am I going to feel you? How am I going to hear you? How am I going to be impacted by you today? And it's, it's not the same at all. I mean, every, every time is, is a little different. And just that anticipation, that means you're, you're, you're just being aware of what's going on because it's, of course, we all know it's very easy to, to not be aware because that's, there's daily life has to get done. Um, so that's something that's become more a part of my life is the daily encounters. What's going on today on Sundays, definitely been guilty of, okay, Sunday, I got to get up. I got to do this. And then we have lunch afterwards. And you know, there's a lot going on on Sunday. You have a lot on your mind. Um, but lately I wake up and I'm like, what are you going to do today? God, what are you going to do at church? Because and we've had a lot of interesting Sundays, you know, we, we don't know what's going to go on at church on Sunday. Sometimes that's great. God is moving in different ways. Who are you going to touch today? God, whose life is going to be restored? Whose marriage is going to be restored? Who's going to get a special anointing from you today? Who's going to hear from you and whose life is going to turn around? What's, what's, what are you going to do in my life? How are you going to use me? Who am I going to touch every, every day? And especially on Sundays are a little more special because we're all together and, and there's a little more opportunity. Um, of course there is other days too, but it's, that's just something that's, you know, I've made more of an effort for on Sundays. Um, I want to stick to my notes so I don't get too sidetracked here. Uh, this past year, I really do feel like he's talked to me more, um, than ever before, which has been really exciting. And of course there's just so much more to, to hear. I've really chosen to, to pay attention to what he's saying because it's really about paying attention. I, I, I think he, he's always talking. It's, are, are you paying attention? Did you, did you stop to say, oh, wait, even in the, the little things like a, a movie, God can use movies that are made by man who don't worship God. A movie can talk to you. A, a billboard can talk to you. There's your friends I mean, how many times I've had, you know, three friends tell me like the same or ask me the same question, like within a week of each other. And I'm like, that's the same question God's been putting on my heart. <laughs> and, and, you know, there's just so many ways. Um, and one of the things I, I, I dream a lot, I sleep a lot. So I dream a lot. <laughs> 
so that is a very convenient way for God to talk to me, which um, is, is nice um, to talk to me through dreams. Often, I've had times where I've woken up from dreams and just felt heavy. Um, like there's, there's something about that dream that I can't let go. What, what is it? And I have to seek that out. What are you telling me in that dream, God? There's something there. It's not just something silly. And those, those I've really had to seek out. And some of those I've had dreams that, um, haven't come, I haven't got the full, like I, I, I feel like I know what was going. And then maybe like a year and a half later, then you finally get the full circle of it and be like, that's what that dream a year and a half ago was preparing me for a year and a half ago. But you know, I didn't let it go. I knew that was something. It wasn't just one that I was, Oh, you know, that was weird. <laughs> there's those two, but there's the ones that really grab onto you. And, um, so that's something that I've had and I've been exploring more, you know, what, what is he trying to say to me? I need to pay attention to these ones that are really um, heavy on my heart, um, where I've had specific emotions that I don't feel like are mine. I'm like this, I think this is for somebody else. This isn't, this isn't my pain that I'm feeling. I think this is preparing me for someone else. Um, so things that God has really, um, really worked with me and uh, shown me. It's been really exciting. Um, a few months ago, the kids and I uh, were watching Superbook. I don't know if you know, Superbook is animated uh, Bible stories, and my kids love it. And we're sitting there upstairs, and um, we're watching uh, the one about Nebuchadnezzar's dream. And um, I'll, I'm going to read the story in a minute. So I'm watching it with the kids, and I've seen it I don't know how many times because, you know, kids watch things over and over again. So I've, I've definitely seen it. know the Bible story. know it. I know it. Daniel's definitely one of my favorite characters. Daniel and um, Joseph are just those two guys. I think what sets them apart, they have really similar um, situations. I mean, they're both, they're both um, taken into the, you know, have places with the, the king and the pharaoh and um, have power. And, and they both had dream interpretation, but they were both men of integrity. And those two guys really stand out because they... They just had that integrity. So I've always liked them. Um, so when I was watching Superbook, it was about the story of Daniel, which I do want to read. i got to find my Bible. Um, if you guys want to uh, read with me, it's Daniel 2. Um, it's it's kind of long, but I wanted to, to give you the, the, the full scope of this and the feel of this. Now, in the second year of Nebuchadnezzar's reign, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams, and his spirit was so troubled that his sleep left him. Then the king gave the command to call the magicians, astrologers, sorcerers, and the Chaldeans to tell the king his dreams. So they came and stood before the king, and the king said to them, I have a dream, and my spirit is anxious. So he had a dream that he knew it wasn't just something something that was just to pass. He knew there was something to this dream. So he, he was, this is, this is something to look into. He knew. Um, then the Chaldean spoke to the king in Aramaic. O king, live forever. Tell your servants the dream and we'll give you the interpretation. The king answered and said to the Chaldeans, my decision is firm. If you do not make known the dream to me and its interpretation, it shall be cut in pieces and your houses shall be made an ash heap. So he's a pretty serious guy. Um, not only does he want the interpretation, he wants the dream. That is a tall order. 
that, I mean, you could fudge a little on an interpretation, but you can't make up somebody's dream when they know what they've dreamt. So these guys are scared. However, if you tell the dream and its interpretation, you shall receive from me gifts, rewards, and great honor. Therefore, tell me the dream and its interpretation. They answered again and said, let the king tell his servants the dream and we will give its interpretation. They're trying to like, come on, guy, let's, let's negotiate on this. Then the king answered and said, I know for certain that you would gain time because you see that my decision is firm. If you do not make known to the dream to me, there is only one decree for you. For you have agreed to speak lying and corrupt words before me till the time has changed. Therefore, tell me the dream, and I shall know that you can give me its interpretation. So he wants to make sure that this interpretation is the real deal. And if you can tell me the dream, then I'm going to trust your interpretation. The Chaldeans answered the king and said, There's not a man on earth who can tell the king's matter. Therefore, no king, lord, or ruler has ever asked such things of any magician, astrologer, or Chaldean. Like, come on, no one has asked this before. This is not possible. It's a difficult thing that the king requests. There's no other who can tell it to the king except the gods, whose dwelling is not with flesh. For this reason, the king was angry and very furious, and gave the command to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. This is interesting that the king really does think this is possible. I'm wondering if he has seen God's power before, if he, if he knows that there's, there's something, there's, there's more to this, you know? So the decree went out and they began killing the wise men. So they already, they went out and started killing these wise men and they sought Daniel and his companions to kill them. Then, um, sorry. Then the council and wis, then with counsel and wisdom, with counsel and wisdom, that's interesting, Daniel answered Arioch, the captain of the king's guards, who had gone out to kill the wise men of Babylon. He answered and said to Arioch, the king's captain, why is the decree from the king so urgent? Then Arioch made the decision known to Daniel. So Daniel went in and asked the king to give him time that he might tell the king the interpretation. Then Daniel went to his house and made the decision known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that they may seek mercies from God of heaven concerning this secret, so that Daniel and his companions might not perish for the rest of the wise men, with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. So Daniel blessed the God of heaven. So he, he still had to seek out God for this. And Daniel had a relationship with God. He was already, I mean, he had, look at the, the book of Daniel. I mean, he already, um, I don't read the first one, but anyway, you know, the, he's got a relationship with God. This guy knows God. He's going, you know, he's got the burning, the fiery, fiery furnace, the lion's den. I mean, this guy, he knows God. And he still had to take time and seek God for this. So he got the interpretation. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. And he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives up wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. 
He knows what is in the darkness, and the light dwells with him. I thank you and praise you, God. O God of my fathers, you have given me wisdom and might, and have now made known to me what we asked for you. For you have made known to us the king's demand. So Daniel went to Arioch, whom the king had appointed to destroy the wise men of Babylon. He went and said thus to him, Do not destroy the wise men of Babylon. Take me before the king, and I will tell the king the interpretation. Then Arioch quickly brought Daniel before the king and said thus to him, I have found a man of the captives of Judah who will make known to the king the interpretation. The king answered and said to Daniel, whose name was Belshazzar, Are you able to make known me the dream which I have seen and its interpretation? Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, The secret which the king has demanded, the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, and the soothsayers, cannot declare to the king. But there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets. And he has made known to King Nebuchadnezzar what will be in the later days. Your dream and the visions of your head upon your bed were these. So he starts telling the dream. As you, O king, thoughts came to their mind while on your bed about what would come to pass after this. And he who reveals secrets has made known to you what will be. For as for me, the secret has not been revealed to me because I have more wisdom than any living, but for our sakes who make known the interpretation to the king, and that you may know the thoughts of your heart. You, O king, were watching, and behold, a great image. This great image, whose splendor was excellent, stood before you, and its form was awesome. This image head was of fine gold, its chest and arms of silver, its belly and thighs of bronze, its legs of iron, its feet partly of iron and partly of clay. This is specific. Is this, this isn't, you saw a statue, king. This is, look at his head made of this. His, I, I can't even remember. I just read it, and I can't even remember all the details of the different metals that he lists and the specific details of this dream. You watched while a stone was cut out without hands, which struck the image on its feet of iron and clay and broke them in pieces. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, and the gold were crushed together and became like chaff from the summer threshing floors. The wind carried them away so that no trace of them was found. And the stone that struck the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. This is the dream. Now we will tell the interpretation of it before the king. So he he gave a a very specific interpretation. I've I'm going to guess the king was pretty impressed by that. Not the interpretation, the, the dream. He was probably like, wow, that's exactly what I saw. That's amazing that you got that close. And Now we'll tell the interpretation. You, O king, are king of kings, for the God of heaven has given you kingdom, power, strength, and glory. And wherever the children of men dwell, or the beasts of the field, and the birds of heaven, he has given them to your hand and has made you ruler of them all. You are this head of gold. But after you shall arise another kingdom inferior to yours, then another, a third kingdom of bronze, which shall rule over the earth, and the fourth kingdom shall be as strong as iron. Inasmuch as iron breaks in pieces and shatters everything, and like iron that crushes that kingdom will break, and pieces will crush all the others. Whereas you saw the feet and toes, partly of potter's clay and partly of iron, the kingdom shall 
be divided, yet the strength of the iron shall be in it. Just as you saw the iron mixed with the ceramic clay, and as the toes of the feet were partly of iron, partly of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly fragile. As you saw iron mixed with ceramic clay, they will mingle with the seed of men, but they will not adhere to one another, just as iron does not mix with clay. And in the days of the kings, the the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all the kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. And as much as you saw that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, and it broke in pieces the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, and the gold, the great God has made known to the king what will come to pass after this. The dream is certain, and its interpretation is sure. I'm, I'm going to believe that the king was like, yep, that's for sure. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think you're right there. So I wanted to read the whole thing to you. I was going to show you the Superbook episode, but I figured I'd read you the Bible instead. <laughs> Since it's, you know, we're not in the kids' class. But when I was watching that, I thought, wow, it really, something in me started to stir. And it hadn't, on the other times I've seen it, and I was like, you know, that's amazing how God gave Daniel those specific details about that dream when he was seeking God for that. He didn't just give him an overview. He was so specific. And I was like, you know, that's amazing. I, I feel stirred for that. Like there's something in me that wants that. I want, I want to know God on that specific level that he can give me those details because I know he's talking to me. I already know he's talking to me. I want more. There's more. And I really feel like there's, there's more for you guys. There's more. Whatever level you're at, he's going to give you more if you seek it out. Well, um, so I, I felt that, he was just, that God was telling me to pay closer attention to my dreams. And I just really felt moved. I was like, okay, I'm, this is... It's, he's the same God that he was back then that I serve today. He's not Daniel's God. He's my God. That's big. The same God who did that is, is the same God I serve today. So that's exciting. I, and I, sometimes I, f- I find myself saying, oh, well, you know, I'm just, I'm just not there yet. You know, it's those people who just have those prophetic words and stuff, and they're so much more qualified by me. I'm, I'm just not there yet. Well, I'm going to step it up, and I'm going to get there. Because it's available to me. So I went to bed that night and um, I had two dreams that I remember. So one dream was a silly one. I'll try to remember it exactly, but we were, we were at what seemed to be like a DMV type of thing, like a government building where you're waiting. And, uh, but there weren't a whole lot of people there, which makes me think it wasn't the DMV. But that's the closest thing I can compare it to. But one of those where you like take a number and you sit in a chair and you wait forever and then they call you and you go up and this lady was over there and, and she's been waiting and we're waiting and then they called her number and she was like, yes. And she runs up and she goes to the, she, she like took a long way. Like she like went and she jogged up and she, she went to the window and was like, yeah. And we were like, wow, you know, all right, she's up there. You got her number called. I mean, sometimes you probably do feel like that at DMV. You're like, yes. <laughs> so I don't know if that means anything to anybody today. <laughs> I couldn't figure out anything from that. So that one, I, I kind of tossed it aside. 
I was like, I think that's, that's just a silly one. We have those. That's okay. Then I had another dream. In the second dream, we're at my house, and um, my sister comes over, and she says, Hey, guys, um, you'll never believe it. Um, John's company is going to pay for him to go back to school. Okay. So that, that was pretty much the end of the dream. So I woke up and I was like, gosh, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not feeling it, but I remember two dreams and I was like, well, I don't know what to make of the DMV one. I really don't to make of that. It's like, maybe, maybe God is going to pay for somebody to go back to school. Maybe, or maybe somebody's company is going to pay for them to go back to school. I was like, you know, I, I think I do know some people that would like to be, to have their company pay for them to go back to school. That's a, a pretty nice thing. I was like, you know, I, I wonder if that's, that's for somebody. I was like, you know, Courtney's husband, he has his bachelor's degree. He's, there's, there's been no, no sign that that's been a desire or a, a thought. Um, so I just, I was like, I, I don't think it's him. I like, I just, that, that doesn't make sense. Because sometimes I have dreams where there's someone and it's actually someone else. Do you ever have that where maybe you, you see somebody, but it's actually someone else? So I thought, well, maybe, maybe this is just for somebody else. So I go about my day. It's like, you know, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Maybe you got to talk to me tomorrow night. <laughs> um, so that evening, we get a group family text from my sister. What do you think that text said? Hey, John's company is paying for him to get his master's degree. We weren't planning on this, but what a great offer. So we're going to take it. It's like, you kind of knocked me over. I was like, I didn't, I didn't wait a year. I didn't wait a day. I, I was like, you're, you're kidding me, God. You're kidding me. You just wanted to show me that you're the same God that talked to Daniel. It's like, that was for me. Her husband getting, that's great. He got it. This is better. (laughs) like, this is awesome. This is what I want more of. This is what I know you're capable of, God. Yes. Yes. That, that was big. And, and I'll say that that was the first time I've had it. Uh, God taught me that specifically. David's had it a lot. He'd come home and give me, you know, God did this. And then this happened. It was exactly, and I'm like, that's awesome. That's awesome, David. I got my own this time. <laughs> Sometimes God talks to David so much. I'm like, okay, God, can you stop just for a second? So I can talk to him because I need to talk to him for a second here, which is great. I'm so glad that God talks to him. God talks to me too. And God talks to you and he's talking right now. And if you pay attention and if you let him stir your spirit, he will give you those experiences if you seek them out. It was, it was clearly not a coincidence. You, you can't tell me that was a coincidence at all. Especially since I had watched the Nebuchadnezzar's dream. Like, come on. Not a coincidence. So he, he was just letting me know what he was capable of and to continue to press into him. That there's more where that came from. And he really wants to talk to us. He, I believe he really does. He wants 
to talk to us. He wants you to listen. Because there's so much that he wants to speak to you, and for so many reasons that he wants to speak to you. And it's different for everybody in the different seasons that you're in. So why doesn't God speak to us this clearly all the time? Why doesn't he just give it to us in a dream? Give it to us nice and easy, like fast food? He really wants a relationship with us. If it were that easy all the time, I think we may not continue to seek out that relationship with him. And we would just expect it to come in. And we wouldn't put in the time and getting to know him and getting to know his heart and what he wants for us and becoming connected with him. And that's why it doesn't happen all the time like that. That he does things in little different ways sometimes. And even Daniel, who had a relationship, he still had to spend that time seeking God for that answer. He still prayed. He didn't just say, send me to the king. Take me in. He said, give me a minute. Give me some time. Can you do that? I'm going to talk to my God and I'll come back. Sometimes um, when, when we're reading the Bible, I know definitely in the past for me, sometimes you, you read something and it's like, what is that saying? Jesus, what are you saying there? That is so bizarre. Like, <laughs> I, I don't understand how, that, how to incorporate that, what you're trying to say. And um, the Bible, if, if someone who maybe doesn't know God and looks at the Bible as just a literary work, and tries to, you know, interpret what it's saying. It's not meant to be picked apart that way. The Bible was meant to be read through the conduit of the Holy Spirit. That the Holy Spirit is our means of access to those deep things in the Bible. To the revelation that he will speak out to you. That you need to have that relationship and have the Holy Spirit to guide you, to, to poke, prick your heart and show you those things. It's not just something to be read by anyone and, oh, well, they, this is that and this is that. If you don't have that relationship, you're, you're not going to pick out what they're, what's really saying, what's really there. That it's a lot deeper than just some words on a page. What he wants to tell us through the Bible or however he's speaking, it's valuable. It's not just for anybody who wants to come and pick it up. It's valuable. It's not cheap and it's not always easy to have that revelation, to have that relationship, to have him speak to you. You don't give something valuable to someone who doesn't understand its value. They won't know what to do with it. This, this, the Bible is, it's a lot for someone to handle. It needs to be handled with care and it needs to be revered and treated valuably. Um, when my, my 
when I was growing up, we had this like, steel Christmas train that went around the Christmas tree. And um, it was my dad's when he was little. And so it was really old. And it was well-made, you know, cool, awesome. I loved it. Went around the Christmas tree every year. Really neat. Um, well, when my brother was probably about three or so, my dad thought, Johnny, you need to play with this train. This antique, valuable train is your three. So over time with Johnny playing with this train, it got broken and we couldn't play with it anymore. And he ruined a very valuable train because he didn't understand its value and he didn't know what to do with it. The Bible, the words from God, him speaking to you, it's valuable. So it doesn't just come to anybody all the time. It can. He, I mean, he, can, he can speak to anybody. He can, he can, he, he does amazing things all the time. But to really have that relationship and to seek out, you need to spend the time and understand its value. Just like um, when you hear from someone else, I, I like to listen to podcasts and, and different preachers and uh, ministers and stuff. And, and, of course, coming to church and hearing, it's good. It's refreshing. It's encouraging. You need to be listening to that. You need to be hearing that. But also, it should be stirring you to seek out more yourself. Because hearing from someone else is great. Hearing my story about Nebuchadnezzar's, Nebuchadnezzar's dream and my dream, did that stir something inside anybody? Is that encouraging to you guys? But you can't live off of my dream. Stir, seek it out for yourself and what God is going to speak to you in your time. That's for you. Hearing from me is great today. Hearing from God yourself is even better. Proverbs 25, 2. I love this verse. I didn't even know it was in the Bible until like a few years ago. <laughs> it's the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings to search out a matter. He has secrets for us to find. Jeremiah 33, 3. Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. It's there. That's just to tell you there's so much there. There's so much to press into Go for it. So what if you feel that God's not speaking to you? That maybe you've never heard him. You've never felt that. You've never heard from him. Or maybe it's been a long time. There, there's one thing that I, f I don't have all the answers. Like I told you, I don't really feel qualified to talk on this, but you guys are being gracious and letting me speak on this. Thank you. So this is, this is Kim's opinion here. Um, there's one thing that I do think can block us from hearing God clearly, and that is not forgiving, which unforgiveness apparently is not a word, actually, but we use it a lot. I'm going to use it. Unforgiveness can block us from hearing clearly. I really think that that is something that that really needs to be addressed 
And it's not always easy. I understand that. But it's really a big deal. And I don't think that it means that God's not talking. I think it means that it creates a little bit of a barrier that blocks the signal. That it's not, not all, everything's reaching. Um, Leanne is going to, I don't know if if she's teaching. Um, Next month is February, and we're going to call it Forgiveness February. It's the month of love, and really having forgiveness is really the basis of love. You can't really have love without forgiveness. So the the first um, Sunday in February, Leanne is going to speak on forgiveness. And I think that's going to be awesome. Really hope everybody comes. She she has some really good insights on forgiveness, and she does this really awesome um, thing with this little Barbie doll and these handcuffs for the kids. It tells how the the Barbies you know chained to the unforgiveness, and and it's really cute. I don't know if she's going to do that cute stuff for you guys, but she has a lot of good insight. And I just want to put a plug in for that, so I'm not going to go on touch on the unforgiveness for too long because she's going to, but. I just think that's something when we forgive, um, we position ourselves to hear clearly, clearly. And so that's something that, that can be addressed to, to hear God better. Who can you forgive? It's, there's so many times, so many people that offend us. Situations. Forgive yourself. There's, there's a lot of forgiving that we can all do. And it's not like forgive once and you're done. Situations, we, we are continually living life. So there's continually situations that can offend us and hurt us. That we need to step back and say, search me, God. Who, what's, what's hiding in there? What's, who, who have I held a grudge against? Who have I, where's the bitterness? And, and going through that. Mm. We serve a big God. He's a good God. We don't often take advantage of all we have access to. We have access to the God of Daniel. We have access to a big God who can speak to you, who can just wants to be there with you, just wants a relationship with, with us. The Almighty God wants a relationship with us. Um, another story. This involves my brother again. A few years ago, um, we went on vacation to the beach, and my dad rented this really beautiful beach house, and it was our, all of our family and some of our extended family, and the house had a lot of rooms, and so everybody had their own, um, every couple had their own bedroom, except um, my brother, who was single, and Aaron came with us, and he was single. So the two single guys, there weren't enough bedrooms, so they got the couch, or there was like I don't know, two little couches or something. In the- so that's what they got. So the, the week had gone on, and um, it was a great time. They got the couch, lucky them. After they left, they left a little bit before the rest of us. My mom is, like, trying to find something in the couch, and she goes over and she says, oh, the couch pulls out to be a bed. It's one of those. Some of us spend our lives sleeping on the couch when there's a full-size bed right beneath us. 
we just have to take the, make the effort to seek it out. We have, he wants to give us more. He doesn't want you to just sleep on the couch. He wants you to sleep on a bed. It's right there. You just have to look for it. Did you know that, Aaron? <laughs> it was years ago. The Holy Spirit is going to be speaking to you guys in ways that you never thought. I want you guys to pay attention. Look for new ways. Maybe you thought he only speaks, he really only speaks to me through the Bible. He really only speaks to me through, you know, song or, or whatever. Look, look for new ways because he's a creative God. He, look what he created. He created our universe. He's going to speak to you in more creative ways, new ways, different things. And I want you guys to pay attention. Pay attention. I, I want to close with, um, I want to pray for you guys. And um, if you feel that you, maybe you've never heard from God, you just haven't felt him, maybe it's been a long time, or maybe you just, you just need, need some more. That, this, that covers a lot of different categories there. Um, I, I want to pray for you guys. Um, if, you, if you can just stand where you're at. And um, I think some great things are coming to this church. Great things are coming to you guys. And those around you, too. It's not just this church. It's not just this church. There's awesome things coming for his people. He loves us. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, that you are with us, that we serve the same God that Daniel served, that Joseph served, that all those wonderful Bible characters are not just characters. They were real men who had a real relationship. And I just thank you, God, that you would just pour out today new words to your people, new words Speak to them in, in ways they've not heard before. I just pray for a stirring for those who, who want this. I just pray for a stirring in their hearts, God. Stir your people that we would seek out what you have for us, that we're not just going to spend our lives sleeping on the couch, but we would seek out the greater things, the deeper things that are in your word that you have Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I just pray that this, this word today, it's not from me. It's from God. This is not Kim Galligan's message. Take me out of the picture. Hear from God. He, he is really, he's pricking some people's hearts right now that there's, there's good stuff coming. There's good stuff coming. Thank you, Lord, that this, this word would not just be heard today and gone, but this is something that we'll walk with. We'll walk in every look for that encounter. Where where's my encounter, God? How am I gonna hear you, feel you, see you today? Thank you, God. Thank you for blessing your people. Bless them today as they go out and bless others. Amen. If you would like more prayer, feel free to come up. We have our team here. I just want to bless you guys today and uh, go with uh, the power of God. Amen.